Hello. <laughs> this is Two Girls, One Murder. I'm your co-host, Blair Morgan Reed. And I'm your other co-host, Lenny. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Pretty good. It's funny to record this back to back with another. I know. But, episode. you know, we're productive as fuck. So. Yeah, we are. We That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. We just crank them out. Mm-hmm. We get shit done it's also a hike like for you to get out here so i mean you know we got to make the most of our time we gotta make it count mm-hmm. you know um i really wanted to start today with um a very special milestone yes us. this is a big one we have our first ever review on Apple Podcasts. I know. It's crazy. We've had a few people um, give us ratings. We have five ratings of five stars, which is amazing. Awesome. Thank you to everyone who's done that. We can't see who you are, so we can't give you a shout out. <laughs> but we have one person that actually took the time to write a review, and we have to give her a shout out. She's our, she's our first ever listener to leave us a review. Yes. My girl, Liz. Liz. Shout out to you, my friend. Um, you know... This is just like crazy when she was telling me about this. Um, we meet up on Zoom every like couple weeks because we don't live in the same state. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going to write a review. I'm going to. Aww. And, you know, like, obviously you want to believe your friends. Right. But people get busy and, you know, it's tough when you're trying. Like, every friend has something that you want to support and mm-hmm. do. And mm-hmm. So it's actually actually like wrote this review. I know. That's special. It's really special. So I wanted to... Read it on on the pod. Uh, The title is, Do You Enjoy Murder and Great Banter? (laughs) Well, this is the pod for you. Love that. These two fabulous ladies know how to make you laugh, all while talking about the most gruesome murders. Mm. So for the love of pineapple, (laughs) listen to this podcast and become addicted like the rest of us. You know what? Uh, Amazing review. Um, that is a top-notch review. Knocked, Knocked it out of the, the fucking park. They included the the code word from our teaser. I mean, really awesome. She's a true fan. That is awesome. True fan. Um, so we just had to start that this episode out with that, which, by the way, this is a, also another special episode because it's a short stab. Yes, baby, short stab. I love the imagery that comes with our short stab episodes. That's, Isn't like, that my fun? favorite. The guy with the fucking it's creepy knife. With the knife. It's creepy. like an outline, and you're like, love it. who is that guy? Um, we're doing a probably my favorite of all time docu series mm-hmm. about crime, mm-hmm. the staircase. The staircase. I've seen a few different um, like things about this. That documentary series that we watched. There was another one I think that was out on YouTube. Um, wild. This guy is wild. And we might have different opinions about him. Okay. Should I we, still don't know what my opinion should is. Should we start? Yeah. With our opinions of him and then David well actually let me let me say if you have for some reason not watched the staircase I'm gonna get into specific details yeah so if you don't want to hear that stop this podcast right now go watch it it's a lot of episodes like 13 episodes it's very long it's very long which it's worth it but pause this come back to this when you've actually watched it if you don't want any spoilers so spoiler alert spoiler alert um my opinion is that he was not proven guilty. Right. Which is something that I'm going to talk about a lot in my notes. So you think he fucking did it? I don't know. I don't <gasps> think he did. I personally don't think that there's enough evidence to convict him. I agree. Guilt. I agree. I agree. I don't think he did it. But what what is with this dude? Because he's weird. He's definitely a strange dude, but being strange doesn't make you a killer. So I'm right. fucking weird. You're not I weird. I like three musketeers. <laughs> I'm a fucking freak. Fucking weird out for that one. You're right. I forgot about you know what? Momentarily I forgot about the three musketeers, and now that you've reminded me, Blair. I'm a freak. I'm c- uncomfortable around you now. As you should be, apparently. Oh, but it's an issue. <sighs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. We'll but that. um <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's my my opinion after watching all of this, and also Kyle's opinion because he was very invested when I was watching. No, you know what? This. You're right. When you get to the end, in the beginning, in the first half, I really do feel like it, it's setting it up to make it seem like he did it and he's a fucking weirdo and like... See, I got the... Well... The first episode, the first Josh episode was like, he did it. Really? After the first episode, he was like, he did it. 
because Kyle and I were both like, he didn't, he didn't do it. This is insane. That like these, and we, I go into it why I hate all of the prosecution, yeah. why I hate all of the evidence, and it makes me hate the justice system. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's been a lot going but on. But he that is too. strange, and he's got a lot. There are some weird things about it. He seems like everything he says is rehearsed, which I point to his writing yeah he is very smart he's intellectual yeah so i guess like we'll just get into it then so he we're talking about the staircase which is a netflix docuseries it's about 13 episodes they're like 45 minutes long there it's a longer series um they apparently filmed this over 16 years so the amount of time and energy they spent following this guy around is insane and honestly awesome Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. docuseries to watch. It was so well done. So well done. And it's following um, the trial and the life of Michael Peterson, who is a writer. This docuseries hits every mark for me in what I look for. It keeps me in so interested. There, You don't really know what the answer is. It has real footage. It has pictures. It has everything. It has everything. And they don't, because it's real mm-hmm. and you're actually following them. This, this is what I hate about series nowadays is like it's staged in some room yeah. and you've got someone who was there 30 years ago sitting in a chair in a room that mm-hmm. is unrelated to whatever story they're covering. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like you're there. Yeah. The camera crew was in the cars with the lawyers and, and Michael and in the house constantly and in the courtroom, like following police, like. You are on the shoulder of everyone that's involved in this case on both sides. Yeah. So you really do get to see the evidence that they put together. You get to see more about, it's more about that evidence. And you get to watch a lawyer fucking work. Yeah. It is, it sounds like it would be so boring, but it's so impressive to watch them like dissect something. Yes. And to fight for a client or... You know, there's curveballs left and right, and these guys just have to run with it and be like, "How am I gonna weave this in? How am I gonna defend this? How am I gonna, you know, do?" It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, how it was filmed was amazing. Um, I haven't read any of his books. He apparently writes like a lot about war. He was a war veteran from Mm -hmm. Vietnam, Mm -hmm. Um, so he does write like, you know, some stuff like that. I guess. Um, he's on the wealthier side. His house is very large. He lives, I think, it's uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Is like where this all takes place, yep. and he had a he had a previous marriage. It's like a little Brady Brady bunch. Type yeah, situation. He, so he had a previous marriage, and uh, there was like he's got some adopted daughters. He has his own kids from his current marriage. Yep, and just to like set the scene, episode one, the way that they kick this off um, is him walking through his house, yes. describing the night of his wife's death. Yeah, the last time he saw her. The last time he saw her, you know, he's talking about, like, where they were, what they were. They were drinking wine. They were watching a movie, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. They're sitting by the pool. He's, like, going all the way through it. And then that epic opening song, it's like a classical music type thing. It's it's a string instrument. It's amazing. It it hooks you. That hooks you. It, like, it gives me me. chills because it kind of is weaving... I don't know why it's kind of is like a storytelling yeah to me oh 100 percent. they do that so well so yeah i mean like you said it, it mixes in a lot of things they also mix in the news footage as well yes which that's a whole other element you see how shitty media is horrible with cases and horrible. i'll get into detail of all these generalized anger statements i'm throwing out there <laughs> i got very heated watching this re-watching this series um I think one of the things that got brought up in the first episode was the audio from his 911 call. Yes. Oh, my God. That was hard to listen to. That does not sound like acting to No, me. you're right. That sounds like that someone sounded who's very the genuine. fuck out. They don't know. I mean, I've never had to call the police in a situation like that. I don't think I've ever had to call the police, to be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had to make a phone call, let alone I'm trying to imagine your wife falls down the stairs She's hit her head badly. And well, probably by the point, the point that he, he saw her, she was already down. She was down. She was down. Bloodiest You don't fuck. see it. You don't see it. You're out by the pool. You're thinking she's like in doing whatever. And you're like, okay, I'm ready to go inside. And you walk in and your wife is laying there bleeding out. Yeah. I mean, 
the way he reacted seemed normal to mm-hmm. me. He's going to be frantic on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's not, it sounded very it genuine. It sounded very genuine. Yeah. I wasn't like, you know, the prosecution at one point tried to, I'm getting all over the place, but I think they tried to bring up the fact that he like hung up at one point and then called back. And I'm like, I would probably, he probably, it could have been an accident. You don't know. You're yeah, in like a freak yeah. out Oh my state. God. Wow. So I also had an issue with this because the whole time in the first episode, I'm like, what's the motive? And yeah. I don't think they reveal any of that. In the first episode? Motive. Right. No, they did not. I don't think they ever, in the entire series, ever bring up a potential motive. Wait a minute. He had his own money. He doesn't need money from her. Other than he was maybe having a relationship, but yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. But I don't think that's enough motive for him to push her down the stairs. You just get a divorce. Wait, but wasn't his relationship, like, with a man? Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna get into this first. So I'm like so torn on how to approach this because I know that's another issue I have with this is the people were just trying to drag him for being bisexual. Right, right. They just kept like they're the grasping way they, at straws. The they're way grasping. they the way they presented his bisexuality was like the eye rolls, and they're like, that can't be a happy marriage if you're if you're bisexual, you're not in a happy marriage. I'm like, what? Wow. You can't, you can be bisexual and, and I guess that makes you a murderer. Like, according to these people, they were like, oh, well, that wasn't a happy marriage because he's bi. Right, right. Which is not related. <laughs> That's not Not related. fucking related. But the like, only reason I think that could be a motive is because maybe he just didn't want, he didn't want people to know, you know? Yeah. So let's put a pin in this yeah. because we should break down, like, once we get into the trial part. Yeah. Because I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm fucking amped. But basically, what I wanted to start off, so episode one, you've got the audio comes into play. He's laid out the scene a little bit. You know who he is. You've seen the kids. Yep. I also wrote in my notes, like, the second the attorney, his lawyer, comes on the screen, I was like, oh, I forgot about this guy. He is, like, the true hero. He's a fucking baller. Of the entire series. I have so much respect for this lawyer. Yeah. He is so damn good at his job. He is very good at And his cares job. very much. You know, you could have easily seen this as like, oh, he just wants money. He's getting a lot of money for this job yeah. and because of the amount of work he was putting into yeah. it. But, I mean, he truly knows his shit. And he, he like, really is <laughs> he impressive. He really impressive. I think his last name is Rudolph. Yes. And David right away, Rudolph. you're right. Right away, like, just seeing this guy's face, I was I like, saw his oh. his face and I was like, oh, I remember yes. this guy. Because I rewatched it because I had seen The Staircase back when it came out, which I don't know when it came out, but it came out a very long time it ago did. at this point. Um, and so I tried to, like, rewatch most of it for this short step. And the second he came on, I just was like, oh, what? Fuck yeah. <laughs> this Fuck guy. Yeah. Um, I also... What else did I, like, write about this first episode? Because I feel like they do a good job of like introducing you to a lot of things but I was curious about a lot of things so I was like where were the kids during that night mm. I don't think they answered that they came home after it already happened yeah so I was like that's kind of a you know happy coincidence that I which they're older they're older kids they're teens and like if the parents are having wine and like watching a movie, they're like, We're home alone. Like right. we're having a Maybe night. the girls are out. Yeah, and they're all his out. son his sons were older. Yeah. Much older at that point. Um I think the one thing that was like hard for me to grasp was the head injuries, which they get into right away. Yeah. And the pictures of that though. Yeah. So like Ooh. you were saying, the balance of everything that you'd want. Yeah. There is still gore. You it's very gory, I would say. Very gory. Um and, there's yeah. no reenactments like there's no reenactments they literally show you the the uh evidence like the photos yeah of the crime scene of their staircase of and... the staircase crazy that they lived in that house they couldn't like wash the blood off. Oh. in later in later episodes You're when they so keep right. going back yes, for more yes. evidence and i'm like there's still blood on the walls <laughs> and the what kids the live there and i'm just like this is oh wild. my god wait wait i mean that's where they filmed so i'm assuming that they i mean no, they were having so dinner right. and stuff like in later episodes in the series they were having dinner and stuff there and then they'd go back to the lawyers would go back for evidence like to you know how much of that do you think is staged i don't think any of it's staged okay because it's a a real trial right it is real true 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 they can't they would fuck up his case if they touched any of it fucking bizarre such an and they didn't do any reenactments no at all so it's all like as it is 
did we mention like did we mention and so that our listeners know that she like they were a little drunk she came inside she fell down the stairs that's like the whole thing yeah so we should do a recap because i think i mentioned like they're talking about they were having a nice night yeah they were watching a movie had had several glasses of wine there was alcohol found in her system they had at least two bottles he said at least two bottles of wine yeah um, and they seemed like heavy drinkers to me. Like they mm-hmm. were drinking constantly or mm-hmm. he was drinking constantly and the whole family was all, all like toasting a lot. And like yeah. they, you know, that's a common thing. They like their wine, which is who doesn't. Right, we're sipping on wine that. right now. Yes, we are. Um, but yeah, she comes back in. He's still sitting at the pool and must have, you know, she was wearing socks. Yes. It's a wood yes. stair with no like runner. That was all. one of the details that was important that she was wearing socks. To me, at least, because I could see how you could fall down the stairs and then try to get up. And if there's blood everywhere, not only that, you're wearing socks on a wood floor, you're going to slip again. Exactly. Oh, so my God. You're right. I could see you falling multiple times. Yes. Um, I also wrote that I didn't like how cocky the cops were and that they just, yeah. they looked at the scene and immediately arrested him. There wasn't, like, a day of looking at evidence. There wasn't a week looking at evidence. That night, he's literally, like, grieving he called you guys yeah doesn't get a second the kids like find their like i find out their mom is being like carted away yes i rem- they came home at that point right like i think so. once the like did, emergency yeah. services were already there yeah wow that's pretty fucked and then yeah you you have your dad taken to jail and they like immediately are accusing him of that right so that's what he was saying i didn't even have time to grieve my wife and the kids were saying we are now grieving both of our parents and he had to post, like, an insane bail to get out. I think it was, like, a million dollars or wow. something. An insane bail to get out. Um, I think my final question, just, like, as an overall, that's, like, not really related to the trial or anything, was, like, I was so curious how they made the series, which at the end he's talking about, you know, I'm so thankful you guys were here, like, when I thought of it. Like, I think it was his idea mm. to bring them in because there isn't any footage of, like, right at the scene so i think it must have been a a thought afterwards right and maybe a suggestion even from his lawyers like to Mm. document everything that was happening um because michael throughout talks about how shitty the justice system is at least in durham yeah he's like you've got people here that are you know discriminated against like you know you got people in jail that shouldn't be like Mm -hmm. he talks a lot about injustices and stuff throughout in his town that yeah. he's seen. Yeah. So maybe it was part of him being like, I just want somebody to document it and share it with the world and like have them see instead of getting this half view, which if you were watching this on the news, you were getting a very oh, yes. biased view. Very biased. Absolutely. So I was like curious how that t- came together, but I think it like was his idea, mm-hmm. maybe with his lawyer's mm-hmm. idea. Um then the start of episode two, my first note, we're not going to go episode by episode, but I just like to give you some sort of timeline of when stuff happens. Right. So he's brought in immediately. The police don't like him. Mm-hmm. Episode two starts with his biological daughter believing that he's a murderer. Yes. Right off the bat. So fuck. She's like, she's like the autopsy. They said it was a murder. And like, she sticks to that the entire time. Wild. Which I have so many issues with the autopsy person too, and like, I know, just all the I evidence know, is I so know. shady to me. I just don't believe any of it. Um, and, and episode two is when they start to break down his character. So for me, episode one, I was full in like I don't think he did it. Based on the, I was listening to the audio. Mm. I was like, the police are shady. Mm. Like I'm thinking he's innocent. F one, F two. Is when they start breaking down his character. Right. Wow. I see. And I was opposite. Episode one, I was like, this fucking guy did it. This fucking guy did it. Which, even in F2, like, I still wasn't swayed. I mm. really still firmly believe that at the very least, it was never enough to say, I don't, I have, I have no doubt in my mind. And that's a whole issue I have with our system today. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody is said, like, you're said now as guilty. You're arrested for something. You're yeah. guilty. Yeah. The media says you're guilty. Yep. Your friends and family say you're guilty because you were arrested. Yep. Which is wrong. The first thing is that you're innocent and it's up to, you know, the state's job to prove that you're guilty. Exactly right. That's the burden of proof. Right. I don't have to prove I'm innocent. You have to prove I'm guilty without a doubt. If there's a doubt in your mind that I didn't do this. And I think that gets lost because of the media. Yes. 
And 100%. the reason that I think that's set up is so that innocent people don't accidentally get put in prison. Yeah. So, like, it has to be without a reasonable doubt. Even if, like, his innocence, I think his lawyer in a later episode at one point says his innocence, if he's innocent or not, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It really, truly doesn't matter if you think he's innocent or not. That's not or how the law, the justice not. system it's works. Just, you're supposed to prove without a doubt. Yeah. And that's what they really hunkered in on was, like, there are so many doubts that he did yes. this. Yes, So, yes. at the very least. Um yeah, but anyway, they the prosecution just latches onto his background. Um, they think like maybe he was cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I put so many notes about that lady prosecution person. Oh yes, I fucking hate her. <laughs> and the makeup on her, the it was bad. It was rough. Hair, it was rough. And her facial expression. I she sounds like a straight up moron. Yeah. Also, no, you're right. Sounds like an idiot. Um, I put, <laughs> God, this lady's makeup is a lot. A lot. I that need to great Google pink lipstick and dark ass eyeshadow isn't doing you any favors is literally what I wrote down. Oh, my God. And then that part, too, like, everyone seemed, especially her, was so grossed out by his bisexuality. Yeah. Like, they were grossed out. And I was like, I laugh every time this lady blinks 30 times talking about it. Like, she cannot. <laughs> yeah, she can't she's handle bisexual. it. bisexual. Like, that's, her, like, vibe is very, like, I'm so grossed out by this. Yep. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of her now. <gasps> uh, her just makeup is She's wild. dead. I'm not surprised. I just this... Google that, and she just... <laughs> well, how, wait, I'm like, how old was she? Wait a second. Um, she died at 57 years old in 2018. Was she a smoker? End-stage <laughs> liver disease due to chronic alcoholism. Ah, that makes sense. That's why you looked insane. She does. Wow. Right? The makeup is, yeah. like, so bad. Oh. And her hair. All she of literally looks like a witch to me. Yeah. She's a witch. Yeah. She's a fucking witch. Wow. Um. So, you know, at this point, episode two, like, they're fully blown, like, now we're in preparing for trial yep stage yep and you bringing it back to the attorney and how awesome i thought the attorney was they had fucking focus groups yeah for their expert people yes like they would play tapes of an expert talking about blood splatter and they'd be like what do you think about this guy and they would they would have banter they'd go back and forth and and it was good and the and the racism that was unveiled and you're like if anybody like you say by if anybody there doesn't like that he's gay yep you're screwed. When they were picking jurors, they had to think about that yep. because they were like, that's just unfair right away. And then literally the the expert that I'm referring to was of Asian descent. I don't know like what descent, but he has an accent mm-hmm. of like sorts. Mm-hmm. Like it's harder to understand him, I guess, apparently to this focus group. The older guy? Yeah, he was the older, yeah. like their blood's better guy. Yeah, yeah. That was like this was a fall, like this yes. was no way. A yes, thing. and he was um, very sure about that. Like he was pretty confident, so confident. Yeah, um, and it just kind of like brought up the racism in the South, which North Carolina isn't really South to me, but it is apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they literally were like, "We can't understand him." I'm like, "You guys are all fucking racist." <laughs> unreal and that's scary to think that that's your peers like that there's that's the jury group but anyway i thought it was the way the way i was going with this was i thought it was so cool like all the techniques that you saw yes again rudolph man yes you need a lawyer he nailed it because he's the one that's finding these experts and you know and paying them to you know be a part of this process so yeah he had to really be well-versed in all of that stuff and he was or having the foresight to be like we need to have a focus group test what people think of if he got on the stand if our expert got on the stand he's got an accent what are they gonna are they gonna judge him for that yeah how do we spin that um wow yeah and he mentions like the burden of proof stuff which you know i go back and forth on all the time um yeah we're like heavy into trial stuff I think we should maybe take a short break. Yeah. So I can recap because I've been all over the place with this one. Yeah, no, I know. This I came is great. in so hot because I literally was watching this all week and I have so many feels. I love I love the feels. I have so many feels. <laughs> I'm amped up, guys. Watch this We're fucking amped. series. Watch the staircase. It, right. it, it is worth a watch. We'll be back. We'll be back though. 
Enjoy listening to the Two Girls, One Murder podcast. Show us some love on our Instagram by liking and commenting on our posts. Search Two Girls, One Murder, that's girls with a U in the search bar. Got a comment or feedback for us to improve the pod? Send us an email to twogirlsonemurder at gmail.com. That's girls with a U. Thanks for your support. All right, we were back. We've been all over the place. Yes. I'm high energy. I'm loving the high energy. I'm kind of just, I'm riding your wave. (laughs) I'm riding your wave. Interrupt. I'm just like so amped. No, I love it. Um, So where I am at with my notes and somewhat with this conversation is episode three, which opens with another bombshell. A literal, like, I gasped. I laughed out loud and I was like, no fucking way. And mind you, I'm still on the boat of like, he did it at this point. You see, I'm I'm still, so at this point, I'm still like, I like I said, throughout the whole thing, I'm thinking he's not guilty. Even if I'm like, okay, maybe there's, he, maybe he did do it, but it's not enough to put him away. Right, right, right. But I'm thinking at this point, when this thing comes out, I'm just only thinking about the lawyers mm. who have at this point had to put up with a lot. Yeah. This, you know, the daughter being an issue mm-hmm. the news being an issue mm-hmm. the prosecution bringing out his bisexuality and just being like i can't believe he's bi you know all that shit uh really trying to drive home that they had a shitty marriage even though everybody in their life said they had a great yes. marriage and a great yep. relationship regardless of whether she knew of his other stuff whatever episode three starts with his lawyers michael's lawyers watching the news and it is said that this is not the first time in Michael's life that someone has fallen down the stairs and died. Yeah. It's what his, like, it's not his wife. He's not, it's a not his ex-wife. A friend's wife. They don't live in the same house. Mm-hmm. They live down the street from each other. Mm-hmm. This is when he lived in Germany with his first <laughs> wife. Okay. 17 years ago, the news or someone discovered, prosecution discovers that this friend's wife died and fell down the stairs yeah 17 years ago they're bringing this up mm-hmm. and i'm floored well they they are always searching for patterns you know in killers like so they literally like is he a serial staircase murderer yep. and i'm like oh jeez. like every 17 years he finds a new <laughs> wife it just adopts the kids though takes yep. care of the kids yep and that was That's- something that people are like you know i i did admire him for you know, the fact that he took that on and took that responsibility on, which is true. Yeah, because those two daughters, two of his daughters were adopted. And we mentioned that earlier. They're adopted from this accident happening. Yeah. He raised the two children that were babies at the time. But then some could mom. say that he feels guilty for, so he takes that on. He I don't didn't have to, though. I know, he didn't have to. He didn't have to. He didn't have but, to. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was torn at this point still. Um, I also put in, so at this point too, they fly to Germany. They have to do a lot of shit in Germany now too. Yeah. Um, an added expense that they probably did not factor <laughs> in. Trip to um, Germany. I made a note about the babysitter. Mm. I don't know if you remember her, but she was ready for the camera. She's like pointing <laughs> at stuff. She's like, and I remember here and nobody else was talking. She's just like, like how I'm just talking right now. <laughs> she. She was, like, doing hand signals and, yeah. like, really was, like, really telling the story That was her that moment, night. and she was ready for her moment. She was ready. She, you know, to give the tale. I mean, she saw her dead body. Right. She was there when the police were there. So she had a lot to say. She but, did, yeah, yeah. Um, That was pretty funny. Oh, I also, <laughs> I noted some weird things. You know, the second time I watch stuff, I see details. Yes. This is not related to an analysis of this at all. <laughs> But they're showing pictures of the staircase. They're taking photos of the staircase in uh-huh. Germany. Mm-hmm. Did you see the creepy ass clown? Yes, <laughs> I did. I didn't make note of that, but it's yes, like, I did. It's like a puppeteer. It's a small like thing hanging from strings underneath the staircase near a plant. Yeah, fucking weird. Weird decorative choice, mm-hmm. I guess, or storage for your clown. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know who lives there now. The the nice lady that let them in. To like look at that because somebody else obviously lives there right. now. It's That's not a her, crime scene anymore. Yeah, it's like it's a her normal clown house. decor. But um, yeah, that was strange. And then when the lawyer calls Michael, his lawyer Rudolph calls Michael in the car. I also made a note of his insane comments. As much <laughs> as I love this lawyer, I guess Michael on the other end, you don't hear Michael's side. But I'm guessing right. he asked like, "How's Germany?" And the lawyer was like, "I never need to go back." <laughs> 
and then talks about when they went to a parade, it reminded him of a certain period of time. And I'm literally sitting there like, did he just allude to like current Germany being like Nazi Germany? And he like doesn't have the desire to go back because it reminded him of Nazis. Yes. I love this guy. He's funny. Uh, He's fucking epic. And he does make a lot of like, jokes and comments and stuff like he's that, entertaining like, to watch bro. yeah he's like great. if you didn't know that this was a real murder in a real case like it would it would seem like put together like a movie type yeah i think it just is <laughs> telling with the quality yeah and it does feel like cameras are blocking around yeah they're very tight shots when they're in a car because it's a cramped spot yeah. so like yeah you can kind of feel that it's legit yeah it is legit um this is also when they dig up her grave. For some mm. reason, they want to do another autopsy on a body that's 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they're, the prosecution is thinking this is a serial killer. He, like, pushes wives down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to dig up the body. I found that whole scene fucking sad. Yeah. There's, like, cranes and shit at a graveyard, yeah. like, digging up a hole. And then they're, like bringing up the casket it's all very traumatic for that whole family that it it is a lot and then what's also amazing so back to the lawyer Mm -hmm. he was like you know they're in texas i guess is where she's buried um and he's like we can just do an autopsy here where she is and the prosecution has her moved like a thousand miles to chapel hill yeah so that their Mm -hmm. autopsy person who ruled michael's wife's death a homicide yep they want to have her do it yep how shady and they spent how many dollars and like moved her body and that's suspicious on its own yes um i also wrote like speaking of the you know it wasn't just cut news of like them watching on tv they also showed when the news was set up outside and yeah. so you'd see bloopers of like the news anchors <laughs> practicing what they're gonna say and like that was fucking funny like that That was was like a good comic relief they're like talking about the stuff happening in germany and she's like fucking up her lines and they're like laughing and just like this is so weird so just a real thing but yeah i put that that was just super shady yeah they moved her body so far to do this damn autopsy i agree (laughs) it's just funny to me looking at my notes because every single episode starts with a bombshell no, but it did. And, and like, I, I mean, they did that, I think, obviously, like, uh, intentionally, the way they spaced it out. But, like, this, I mean, this is real shit. Yeah, so, like, when you're watching this episode three, they dig her up, and you don't know what it's going to be ruled, and then it ends. And then episode four, you find out it was ruled a homicide. Yep. 17-year-old body is somehow ruled a homicide. And there was already an autopsy, yeah? There was already an autopsy. Yeah. Um, It is interesting to see... You know, because the obviously the lawyers brought in their own guy. Yep. And he's got, like, uh, clear sheets that he's, like, putting Sharpie over the pictures. And he's looking at, um, they have illustrations mm-hmm. of injuries mm-hmm. from autopsy of, like, marking where things yeah. were. And he's, like, their own guy is looking over the stuff and just saying, like, I don't understand how they could possibly. So what was interesting was, like, not only the, the work being put into it, but the difference of opinions. Yes. Yeah. When somebody's looking at the same exact thing and they can just think the wrong, right. not the wrong, but they can just think in a totally different way. It's concerning. It's very telling of human error. Very telling of human error or just wanting to put blinders on and like you are working for this team and mm-hmm. you're going to do it for this team and just, that's it. You're not going to have any sort of wiggle room to, you know be i don't know more like honest like if you're working with a prosecution and you, you would think there'd be at least a little bit of like maybe overlap or some similarities that would make it feel like okay so they're looking different. at the same person I mean, it's it's completely different one like one side is all saying this was an accident yeah and the prosecution is saying without a doubt this was a murder yeah and you're looking at the same evidence though and the evidence is what really got me i just mm-hmm. i was just you can't yeah you can't say it was a murder to me Anyway, before we get into my opinions further, um, episode three, they're, like, really preparing for the trial. I thought it was hilarious. The lawyer was like, don't look tired. Take a Valium if you need. Oh, like, LOL. my God. <laughs> like, take take a Valium. Trim your eyebrows. 
like, you just have big eyebrows this fucking guy <laughs> well Laura's like trim your fucking eyebrows like oh you can't be like schlubbing around mm. um so I just thought it was like cool because you see them also in the they go to the courtroom they like prep yeah and they practice their opening arguments they practice speak like speaking and uh, I felt so bad for this tech person. Um, oh. So Rudolph is like in the courtroom that they're going to have the trial in. It's going to start like the next day. And he's got slides that he wants to coordinate with uh, his speech. Right. And it's a situation where he doesn't have the clicker. It's someone else has the controls. And this fucking guy keeps fucking up. <laughs> and Rudolph, who's usually pretty level-headed, yeah. is like, you know what? I'm fucking pissed. And he's like, raises his voice and he's like, I don't care if we'd be here all night. Like, this has never happened to me before with this program. He knew the program that they were using. And yeah, it was just kind of funny. Yeah. It's just like one thing goes wrong, like after another. But for it them. just shows you like how important the, the details are. That it is very and how important. much time he was spending yeah. on getting the details right. Yeah. So yeah. episode four is what we're on now in this conversation. The trial starts, the whole family is there. Mm-hmm. You see it divided. The mm-hmm. one sibling that mm-hmm. is a piece of shit that I'm I mean it's not being a piece of shit for thinking your dad murdered your mom. That's not what I'm upset about. Just like the way that she and maybe this is their fault because they never really explained it, but she just was so hung up on the autopsy. Yeah. Which to me is not. I guess not, for her that was like, that was her fact. That was her fact. Yeah. And she's also a biological daughter. Um, so I don't know, maybe that more had more weight to it. Yeah. Um, so she's on an opposite side. Mm-hmm. The entire rest of the kids are on Michael's side. Right. So you get to see that. Of course, the prosecution, when they're doing their opening arguments, leans into, you know, the wife being perfect, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying that she wasn't. Right. But she's dead. Right. And they're not going to look into her backstory at all because no. there's no benefit for no. doing that. But you paint it as like she is not unflawed and, you know, he's this evil person. Mm-hmm. She was perfect and he had like a headshot of her like she's this perfect mm. person. And now she looks like this mm. and she's like covered in blood on the floor. And you're just like, God, okay, really playing up right. to the emotions right. of the jury here. And I forgot about this, but their main thing with the case was that fucking blow poke. <gasps> and they bring that up in their opening statement. At this point, it's not even the real one. That right. Is at right. His house. It's not even his. It's right. like the sister's blow poke. Right. That's ridiculous. And I'm so this, I'm like, literally go, oh my God, a fake murder weapon. Like, this isn't even a real weapon and you're bringing this in. Yeah, they're reaching. We can't find a weapon, so this is what we think it is. Yeah, this is what it it must have been. Um, I also (laughs) made a comment about the, I call her the traitor daughter. (laughs) Traitor daughter. And I'm like, she looks so bored and unimpressed during these opening statements. Um, And I, again, thought it was very telling that Michael cried several times and it felt genuine. Anytime the audio was played, he cried. Right. Um, He did have to leave one of like the kind of deposition meetings that they had. Yeah. It was on his birthday. Yeah. His lawyers like had a meeting and they were really getting into gruesome details and he had to step out. Like that to me was pretty telling. They seem like an emotional like family. Like they really feel emotions. So that was, I thought that was like great to see. So you're in, you know, the trial for the next couple of episodes, I thought it was interesting to see. You're really in the courtroom. You're not on the outside yep. hearing about it. You are in this, in multiple, they have multiple cameras getting multiple angles. So you're seeing the jurors take notes with it, which I yeah. thought was epic. Yeah. That made me feel good that they yeah. were taking notes. I, again, say that I cannot stand the lady prosecutor. I know. Um, And the looks that she gets, she'll sometimes like sit there and be like, I know like the eye raise, know. like the eyebrow raise, I know. Or, I, and the eye. I'm just like I cannot handle this lady. I wrote that so many times. Like almost every episode she appears in, I'm like she, this fucking yeah, lady. She did have bad vibes. Very bad, very like, bad, sketchy vibes. vibes to me. Like she enjoys putting people in prison. Right is like the vibe I get from right. her. Uh, the view from within the trial of them doing cross examinations mm-hmm. of the experts mm-hmm. again rudolph fucking shines nailed it shines nailed you get you like love to see the details um and you just you don't see that in other docuseries like i cannot stress that enough in this one i know i'm like i'm really going episode by episode in the beginning because there's so much to unpack yeah but i cannot stress enough the the 
details that you see in here you don't see in other docuseries. I know. It was really well done. I mean, it, it was a labor of love. Obviously, they did over a long time, but it was well done. And definitely, I mean, obviously worth a watch. We're not going to be able to cover everything, but it is worth a watch. The, the one expert I want to call out that I think I should call out now that they mm-hmm. bring up that Rudolph absolutely rips to shreds is their blood's better expert yep. on the prosecution side. Yep. He looks like a little, what does he look like to me? Like an evil villain? Yeah, I know what you're, like I a know. a skeezy yes. evil villain. Like yeah. not a, not as like strong, sexy evil no. villain. Like a, like just a, a kind of ball. like sleazy evil villain. Ugh. Um, I thought his experiments were hilarious. I literally laughed out loud when they were showing his like, I know. you know, so for those of you that don't know, like these blood spatter experts, which for the record, I think blood spatter analysis is not a good piece of evidence. And it's a shame that in this case, it was what turned all right. of the jurors to convict him of guilt. But um, I think it's like a shady piece of evidence. Yeah. And you're looking at these experiments that they do to like try and see if they can get a similar pattern. And it just looks, it reeks of bullshit. To yeah, me. you're right. All of it. Yeah. And like, I was literally watching him and it's just funny. Like the way he acts and he's like doing these, it's just funny to me. I'm just like, this. <laughs> People are taking this seriously and believing this. I like know. I'm yeah. sitting there laughing because people at this guy. will now like start to believe whatever fits the narrative that they are telling yes. themselves. So it doesn't matter how corny or how you know disingenuous it is. Yeah, and my like last kind of note here was that it's just so far from the prosecution. It's all speculative. Yep. All yep. of their evidence, mm-hmm. the murder weapon, the relationship. Yeah. Even the blood splatter, Mm -hmm. all of it was speculative. All of it. They didn't have any hard evidence. Yeah, No, you're right. They didn't. They did not. They didn't have any hard evidence. I mean, hard evidence they had of, like, you know, Michael Peterson reaching out to an escort service. They never ended up meeting up. But Mm -hmm. you have that evidence. That's Mm -hmm. hard evidence that, yeah, he was, like... But that, to me, even, it doesn't even mean, like, you had a bad marriage, that to me is you just that don't he... know because you can't hear from Catherine's side. We don't know if she what she knew or what right. she didn't know. Right, right. What their setup was, and that's not enough to like. Say that's that not he's enough a to say you're a murderer. I will say that. Who knows about their marriage? But that's not enough to. Yeah, yeah. And they leaned into that stuff hard. Yeah, all of the speculative shit they yeah. leaned into hard. Um, I even put like now we're in like episode five. I go, God, I hate the media. I know. Because it's just, it's insane to me that, like, Rudolph was do this great job presenting. And you see both sides. Like I said, like, I'm praising Rudolph because you're watching both sides. Mm -hmm. And he just makes the prosecution look like such dummies. Yeah. Yeah. They look stupid and they sound stupid. And then somehow the media, I'm like, were you watching the same trial? People, I don't know. People like to villainize. It's easier to, it's easier to villainize than to stand up for someone. And people always suspect that the husband did it or the spouse did it. So it's really hard to, you know, the, not, not hard, but the media does not prefer to um, portray a less interesting or a less exciting version of the story. Well, and that's why the daughter's voice, she's interviewed a couple mm-hmm. of times by news media. And then I also wrote the sisters, mm-hmm. Kathleen's sisters. Yep. Are fucking bitches. They are some of the worst characters. They make me want to claw my eyes out. I swear to God. Um, There was, like, at one point, like, they're just, like, judging his sexuality and making all about his sexuality and rolling their eyes. And I don't know how this happened, but in, like, towards the end of the trial, they're at a library, Mm -hmm. the two sisters, Mm -hmm. and they're looking through a box of Michael's writing materials and making copies and, like, talking to the librarian about how much they think he murdered their sister Jesus. and i'm just like a why is his why are his papers stored at the library right like you've imagined <laughs> two why do they have access to these they're not lawyers or anyone like this librarian just like forked over the box of his papers and then i don't know that's why librarian... part of this like docuseries part of it felt almost like scripted to me part yeah. of it you know parts of it well because they had to have gotten permissions for things right because like i said they even follow him down you know i already mentioned once he was found guilty somehow yeah which blows my mind yeah. he was found guilty um Oh, before we even get into that, the blowpoke was found before the verdict was, was happening in the actual trial. Yeah. They found it 
in uh, the garage, which I guess the police didn't do a search of the house at, at any point. Didn't search for this bullet book. They just said it was gone and never bothered to look because it was very clearly in the garage and it it had bugs on it and spider webs right, 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 and right. like it had not been touched in a long time. Right. It actually looks like it was broken because the tip was missing. The poke part was missing, which sounds bad, but they mm-hmm. gathered other blow pokes <laughs> from the family and there was another one that was also right, missing. Right, so right. it's not like, a, you know, yeah, it's not a uncommon. damning piece of evidence. Right. Uh, so but it funny. was just funny to me that like that also <laughs> came out. Um, I also, again, with this prosecution lady, the way she talks about stuff. So we're like getting to like closing argument type stuff. She, I think was cross examining their blood splatter guy, mm-hmm. Rudolph's guy. Mm-hmm. And she, her question was something like, don't you think somebody, the, the autopsy person, don't you think the person who did the autopsy who's there is going to know more than like you, who's like looking at the scene, which I just, I'm just like, no, it doesn't fucking matter no. because both of you were not there. Right. And then she goes into, she's like, but cause he's not really answering. He's like, what do you want me to say? Like that right. doesn't make any sense. And she's, um, she's getting into being like, you know, when you feel their wounds, if you're feeling their wounds, don't you think that, and I'm like, what is but, feeling their wounds? But have to do with your fingers in the wounds. Have to do with figuring out how they died. Yeah. Touching somebody's like open skull makes you more of an expert than no. No, I, I would think almost <laughs> seeing the staircase would make it give right, you more insight. The crime. I just thought that was so. Her, this lady is like literally. Yeah. I literally go. This prosecution lady is the worst. She's so dumb. Yeah, she's. I say that multiple times, and I will continue <laughs> to say that because she literally sucks the soul out of me. Um, literally episode six, after I finished episode five, I'm talking about how dumb this lady is. Episode six, that's the first thing I say, was, have I mentioned how much I hate this prosecution lady? <laughs> In her closing arguments, she makes so many generalizations. Yeah. She's talking about the sexuality. She's talking about the blood splatter. But, like, in very generic, general ways. She mm-hmm. doesn't get specific. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so anyway, they... They're like doing their closing arguments. The lawyers on Michael's side are feeling very confident. Right. They're like, at the very least, it might get thrown out. Right. Mistrial right. or acquittal. But you're not going to get found guilty. Like, you're just not. They're like, it's, and you're sitting there, at least for me at this point, I'm like, yeah, there's no way he's getting a guilty verdict. Mm. They're going to be a hung jury. Maybe mm. they're a hung jury. Right. Like maybe right, they right, can't right, decide. Right, right, maybe right. there's half and half that right. like can't decide. Right. He gets found guilty in this episode and that shit hit hard because I didn't realize it's not only, you know, the one person that says you're guilty, they have to go through every single juror to confirm that they believe he's guilty. Yep. And so they're going down the line like 10 times to 10 different people and his kids are sitting there. I know. You're like, damn. And I really was like, I can't, he's not like, what the fuck? (laughs) So... And these are all my opinions. I know. I still feel torn, honestly. I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I get I get the idea of like, you know, it should be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. And I agree with that 100%. I really do. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just still torn on whether or not I think that he actually did it. But I think there were definitely points, and especially at the end, where I was like, I, I really was like, mm, I'm, I'm torn. I really don't know. I really don't know. I, at first, I was like, he did it. And then eventually, I got to the point where I did have doubt. So I think that, you know, if I were on that jury, I probably wouldn't have been able to say he's definitely guilty. But um, yeah, because it's just yeah. something that you forget as a person in like the modern age with media that like yeah. that's your role. Yeah. You're not like if you have any doubt, like you shouldn't be putting a potentially innocent person in jail. And people who are I mean, I was picked for jury duty and I showed up the day of and we were and it was settled. So I didn't have to actually sit through it. But, you know, it's regular people (laughs) that are on a jury. They're not professionals in the field. They have no idea. So people it's very hard for people to separate their own opinion and bias and, and look at things from a very objective point of view it's very hard for people to do that so and that's the whole point of prosecutor and defense attorney and their speeches it's to play with your emotions and to pull in that factor that people can't separate their emotions from facts so you know it's a it's it's this is 
a must watch. I feel like our short stab has become. I was just going to say, this is all my fault because I got so into it and it's supposed to be short. So I'm going to quickly wrap up the rest of what this docuseries has to offer you. It shows you how shaken his lawyer was. Um, He uh, right at that moment put in an appeal. Yeah. They put in several appeals. Um, I'm not going to get into the details, but there is like another hearing at some point because the blood spatter guy ended up being a fraud. The prosecution's blood spatter guy ended up being a fraud and he put people in jail that should not have been in jail, which goes back to all of my points about you're going to hate our justice system after this if you didn't already. Yeah. You're going to feel a lack of that. And the lawyer did and he ended up doing a lot of pro bono work for that second hearing. But must watch you'll see a lot of details behind the scenes of cases it's so it's good opening for that respect and then yes yeah. yeah it's a did they do it did they not it's so you know, good really awesome um i think that does it yeah for this not so short short stab but whatever no this was great i, I had to get all my feelings out blair i'm, I'm glad that we could hold and i did like an episode by episode <laughs> breakdown because there was so many notes i'm not gonna do an episode by episode but episode one yeah episode two yeah. <laughs> but it, it like, did need okay, it. Break it up. you did hit the the big spot the big parts because there the most were so many things. things when i was yeah. taking notes like it was every single episode had something happen yes. in it that yes. is important to bring up and talk about so yeah thank you for giving me this space of course my i feel dear. like this is a safe space for me to break down a documentary that i'm this is my safest. favorite it i know is my all-time favorite this was an amazing one if you guys liked this and want a deep an even deeper dive or like you have comments or you know questions about it i'm down to talk more about it hell so yeah let us know i mean that kind of brings us to like i said the last of you know, this episode, but if you want to reach out to us with that feedback, with those comments, you can send us an email at two girls, one murder at gmail.com. That's girls with a U. Be sure you also follow us on Instagram at two girls, one murder to stay up to date on episode releases and other fun content. That does it for the short step. Short step, baby. <laughs> I will see you guys later. I'm Blair Morgan Reese. And I'm Eleni. Cheers. Bye.